0: Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. It's easy to get a little haphazard about our lives. A little haphazard or a lot, and the days drift by in a haze of work or play without being mined for the substance or meaning they so readily proffer us if we would only receive their gifts. Every once in a while, if we're lucky or unlucky, an alarm goes off and startles us awake from our dreamy or dreamless days, something unexpected or extraordinary, devastating, or delightful. Last month, when I learned a close friend was suddenly very sick, I felt as if I'd been punched or slapped, it was that violent. I reeled from the blow and then opened my hands for the gift, immediately calling friends with whom I'd been out of touch and making plans to see them and tell them I love them. But I didn't like that it took my friend's illness to remind me to cherish my friends every day and hold them close when I can. I want to be more deliberate in my friendships. But it's not enough to say it's a priority. I know I need to create a new ritual of more regularly reaching out and connecting. Pastor and author John C. Maxwell writes, you will never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. Okay then, a daily ritual. And more specifically, a morning ritual. Again, Reverend Maxwell says, how we begin has its own huge impact on the success of any effort. I say, when we take care of the morning, the morning takes care of the day. One of the many things I love about Judaism is that it gives us a second new year each September, just where it belongs. That new year, Rosh Hashanah, begins tonight and gives way to the 10 days of awe, a time for self-examination, prayer, and repentance. At this new year, at this time of beginning again, I want to share some thoughts about the importance of our mornings, and I feel some sense of urgency about getting this right, given the state of the world. I do not want us to feel helpless or hopeless in the face of, for example, the crisis of racism and poverty of all kinds in this country, or of the largest humanitarian crisis in the world that is now exploding out of Syria. We need courage and strength to look with an unwavering gaze and see clearly into the suffering and the relief of suffering that is all ours. In these troubled times, as spiritual seekers in search of truth and meaning, as people who are called to the repair of that which is broken, we need to cultivate a high level of spiritual fitness. Thirteenth-century Persian poet and Sufi mystic, that's Rumi, writes, Today, like every other day, we wake up empty and frightened. Don't open the door to the study and begin reading. Take down a musical instrument. Let the beauty we love be what we do. There are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. Perhaps you already have a morning routine. A morning routine will make us calmer, more serene and spacious, more creative and productive, and better able to negotiate the incoming hits of the day ahead. The closing words of Henry David Thoreau's Walden, only that day dawns to which we are awake. There is more day to dawn. The sun is but a morning star. I'm going to invite you to join me in raising your routine to ritual, to fuel it with holy fire, and bless it with intention to the level of devotion. Here are a few suggestions. You don't have to do all of them. I certainly don't. But for your consideration, you might want to include even one minute for reflection, meditation, or prayer. Inspired by our own Barb Seidel, I end each evening with gratitude, writing down three things from the day just past for which I am grateful. We can start the day with gratitude as well. Thank you for the opportunity to wake up on this beautiful planet and for another chance to get it right. You might like to take a moment to read something to set the course of the day. There are several day books I love. Some of you I know read from 12-step recovery literature or the Bible poems are also a wonderful and sustaining choice. Sportscaster Charlie Jones says, you will be the same person in five years as you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. In case that's true, (laughs) we might want to get reading. I don't journal in the morning, but some of you who have found journaling absolutely essential to a day well lived. Carl Mattiola is a software entrepreneur in San Francisco who's done some really good work on how to start the day, and he is a morning journal writer. He writes down three things for which he's grateful, and the one highest leverage activity that he can do in the next 24 hours, making a commitment to it as he writes. He also writes down three things that would make the day awesome. He starts his morning, actually, by reviewing what he calls his direction statement, which includes what you want from life, what you don't want from your life, the reasons for why you're doing what you're doing, the values that inform those reasons, and where you want to go with all that. The direction statement changes, starting with the morning review. In his commencement address at Stanford, Apple computer founder Steve Jobs said, For the past 33 years, I have looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself, if today were the last day of my life, would I want to do what I am about to do today? And whenever the answer has been no for too many days in a row, I know I need to change something." Life is lived in a body, and a body needs water and food. Especially after the night's fast, our morning ritual could include watering and feeding our bodies. In addition, life is lived in a body that was designed not for sitting. Sitting is the new smoking. But for movement. So I encourage to wake up and get moving. Take a walk. Take it to the gym. Yoga. Yoga has been adapted for everybody, and it's a terrific reminder that we all feel so much better when we remember not to hold our breath. Move as much as we can, breathe, and if at all possible, move outside. I like to begin the day in silence, which is possible in a house of 28 teenage boys only very early in the morning. <laughs> For some of you, right from go, the soundtrack is everything. The fifth Buddhist precept reminds us, in essence, garbage in, garbage out. So the directive is to set ourselves up with some beautiful sound, or perhaps some less beautiful but highly motivating sound, and also to pay attention to the media with which we are going to begin our day. I ask is turning on the news, the most uplifting and inspiring choice. John Lee Dumas, founder and host of Entrepreneur on Fire, refers to his morning ritual as his first 80. His first 80 minutes do not include any media. Let's choose wisely. Many, many years ago, I heard the story of a woman living in England at the time of the Blitz in the Second World War. Her husband was killed, and her minister went to her home to deliver the news. She greeted him, asking, Are you bringing me bad news that you come at this unusual time of the day? The minister replied, I'm afraid so. Is it about my husband? Is he dead? Yes, I'm sorry to bring you... Such terrible tidings. And she interrupted him to say, come in and let me make you a cup of tea. At his astonished look, she explained, from the time I was a little girl, my mother taught me that when anything very dreadful happens, we must think of what we would be doing if it had not happened, and then do it. This story remains a touchstone for me, and I invite you to join me in considering the possibility that no matter what the day brings, when we take care of the morning, the morning takes care of the day. Beloved spiritual companions, as this new year dawns, even in the face of hopelessness and helplessness, especially now, may we seek spiritual fitness, raising routine to ritual. Let us fuel our days with holy fire and bless them with intention uplifted to devotion. Here in closing is a short passage from Maya Angelou's inaugural poem. Lift up Your faces. You have a piercing need for this bright morning dawning for you. Lift up your eyes upon the day breaking for you. Give birth again to the dream. Take it into the palms of your hands. Mold it into the shape of your most private need. Sculpt it into the image of your most public self. Lift up. Your hearts. Each new hour holds new chances for new beginnings. Do not be wedded forever to fear. The horizon leans forward, offering you space to place new steps of change. Here, on the pulse of this fine day, you may have the courage. Here, on the pulse of this new day, you may have the grace to look up and out and into your sister's eyes, into your brother's face, your country, and say simply, very simply, with hope, good morning. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.